The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time with your hosts, Katie Marley. You know, it's a common thought that we can never balance our time and our money. We run out of money when there are still so many days on the calendar. What are some of the ideas and tools that will help us more efficiently manage these two resources? On today's program, you'll learn how being mighty is the result of transforming one's life. One insight, one choice, one action at a time. Now, here is K.D. Marley, which is K.Mar and D. Lee. Welcome to our show, Mighty Gems. My name is Dee Lee, and today I'm here with my co-host, Kmar, and guest host, Lynn Sherrell. We are continuing to explore our focus on Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. What are these really? They are ordinary things in our daily living that are really magnificent when we stop and pay attention. Wilbur J. Chapman said, Look for strength in people, not weaknesses. For good, not evil. Most of us find what we search for. As a human, we are surrounded by other humans. Each of us is totally unique and possesses mighty gems such as joy, compassion, faith, understanding, or persevering, gleaned from our life experiences. You and the other, others around us, in, in yourself and your life, are valuable sources of wisdom, insight, and connection to the greater whole. Too often you see others through the lens of your own thoughts and experiences, which means you see only what you expect to see in the people around you, completely missing the rest. As we go through our focus of discovering mighty gems in ourselves, the people in the world around us, it can be very helpful to think of this as being similar to a mining uh, exercise for valuable gems. Having the right mining equipment, will ultimately make the discovery easier, more amazing, and a lot more fun. For most people, the word mining relates to several related words. As excavating will bring up a lot of different images. Basically, it is a process of extracting the valuable substances of ore and minerals from the ground. Some mines, though, are holes. Others are open pits. Some use water running over the ground to erode the underlying strata and minerals. With mining, there is a variety of methods used to accomplish the ultimate goal of pulling out the valuable minerals. Then there is also the meaning whereby explosives are laid in concealed places with the purpose of destroying an enemy when personnel and equipment are exposed to them. We actually have, a, have been exploring a lot of individual unique valuable ore and minerals that make up each of us. Some of these are very deeply ingrained in us. Some are visible and others are hidden from the surface. And the combination and mixture is what make us each valuable and also potentially explosive. 
A useful image here is that of an iceberg, where we have an external consciousness above the water level and an internal conscious level that's below the water level and various levels in between. We talked about this a little bit last week. Deep down inside, there are basic levels of our consciousness that make up our identity, values, beliefs, convictions, and it also helps us to be able to express answers to deep questions of who are you? What drives or motivates you? What do you want? What do you feel? What is your opinion? The exposed water level of the iceberg is representative of our external consciousness, capacities, and behavior. These help us express answers to what are you capable of? What do you do? This is really the smallest part of ourselves, but can give us a clue as to what our identity, values, and beliefs really are and how they do not always reflect reality. Can I offer an alternative Alcohol definition? Emerson said, oh, people I'm sorry. only see what they are prepared to see. Emerson could have been talking about belief systems and how they are a filter that we use to explain our experiences to ourselves. In a way, things move in a cycle. We interpret our experiences in a way that validates our beliefs. Then we expect our experiences to reflect our beliefs. Then we interpretate interpret our experiences in a way that validates validates our beliefs, and around and around and around it goes. It's also a cycle that spans the generations. Parents teach their children how to believe and how to interpret their experiences in terms of those beliefs. Then when the children grow up and have their own children, they teach their children the same beliefs and how to interpret life. So if we look at it that way, it almost seems like you might be stuck in this cycle. So if you've been examining your own beliefs and you find one that you don't like, now what do you do? It can feel like the belief is so entrenched in your life that it would be impossible to change. Changing a belief is not something that happens overnight or even at a weekend seminar. Sometimes other beliefs need to be changed first. Let me share one example of how it worked for me. Thirteen years ago, I was a single parent working in middle management. Not happy, but feeling stuck there. I didn't feel like I had any other options. I mean, after all, I had two kids to support. A friend introduced me to the woods of Abraham with Esther Hicks. My friend loaned me tape recordings of the Abraham workshops. I played these tapes during my commute to and from work, and I ended up listening to each tape dozens of times. For me, the idea that triggered the change in my beliefs was to imagine myself as the producer of the play in which I was the actor, as well. Interestingly, since this is in my imagination, I could make this setting whatever I wanted. The goal was to make this setting in a way to make you happy. The happier, the better. You want to add all the senses, so when you're imagining this, it's what do you see, what sounds do you hear, what smells do you encounter what if there's food involved what are you tasting what are you touching what does it feel like and you hold this image for 17 seconds you do this seven several times a day every day day after day after day after day during a 45 to 60 minute commute there are a lot of 17 second chunks the challenge that i had with this was that i was so stuck I couldn't think of any setting that would make me happy. I ended up picking a memory from when I was 11 years old. 
So during my work commutes, I imagined this memory in as much detail as I could remember. What I could hear, what I could see, how it felt, putting myself back in the setting of that memory. After a couple weeks of doing this over and over and over, I started remembering other times when I was happy and added those memories. Gradually, it got to be where my work commutes were the happiest times, and if you've ever been in rush hour traffic, you know how uh, amazing that can be, and I look forward to the time. Unfortunately, this made my time in between the commutes, being in a job, harder and harder. And as I went through this experience, the belief that I had that it was okay for me to work at a job that was made me miserable just because I needed to have a job was changing. It was during this experience I realized I could change my life by changing what I thought about. I ended up quitting that job and have never regretted it. My expectations and beliefs are radically different now from what they were previously, but that was what triggered the start of the change. And isn't it interesting that if you can look back, if you can see a situation that you would handle now and if you would have handled it a year ago or two or three or five and how you would have handled it then, I think that's one way to measure our growth, right? Well, last week. <laughs> Yesterday, right? Yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was going to offer an alternative definition of mining too. I kind of think of it as uh, mining when I'm clearing my desk. You know, uh, it's yeah. a little archaeological <laughs> dig. <laughs> Ah, well, Edward de Bono suggested one very important aspect of motivation is the willingness to stop and look at things that no one else has bothered to look at, which is kind of the whole point of Mighty Gems, right? This simple process of focusing on things that are normally taken for granted is a powerful source of creativity. And, you know, as we've been talking, two people can have the same information but focus on entirely different directions. One of the great examples that I had of this was when I went to a seminar and the presenter said, okay, everybody, um, look around the room from right where you are right now. And there were people, you know, everybody's in different places in the room. And, and then uh, they said, you know, what are you looking at? Well, I see the window. And the other person was like, well, I see the wall. The other one's like, well, I see the water station. Like in the same room, we're all seeing different things. We all have our own perspective. And, and as we talked about with the iceberg, what are the ingrained levels that you have deep inside and what questions are you asking? When someone asks, why me? It's a totally different direction than a question of, how can I thrive? What are my best plans for the situation? Other questions, you know, and actually I'm going to digress on that for a second too because that's kind of what I do. Um, you know, there's, we, there's two ways of communicating in the world as far as, you know, what I've learned. One is the way that we've been kind of conditioned in our culture. It's whole, we condition, we connect with others through the whole with the little H. You know, it's like, oh, how are things going? Oh, what's happening? Oh, my back. Oh, my knee. You know, whatever. And that's the small H. But then there's this hole with the big W. It's like, how is it that my life is this amazing? And how can it just keep getting better and better? So it's, you know, when you communicate through the little H versus the big W, you have a different experience. It's the same world. It's just what you're picking up, right? So pay attention to how you're communicating because when you do, you can see if you're, um, what you can actually, you can see what your BS is, your belief systems. <laughs> and yes, I coined that. <laughs> Probably not. I'm sure it's not mm -hmm. unique, but you know, it's like, really, you can see 
what your belief systems are, what your BS is based on how you're communicating. If you're going through the big W, then, you know, everything is just more expansive and it feels more free and you can breathe into it. So, you know, some of the questions that you can ask are, am I focused on the positive? Am I focused on the future? Am I focused on things that give me energy? Am I focused on what's beyond the daily grind of the moan, groan, gripe, and whine, right? It's what are the sustainable results to thrive instead of just survive it's the difference between playing to win and playing not to lose you know it's <laughs> it's very different and that's a huge difference right there yeah huge that can change everything well that you know changes everything too it does it do- yeah because the observer changes the experience of what's being of what's happening right so you know when you are in the mindset of, oh I'm going to play not to lose well you're, what's your focus on you're going to lose I was just mm-hmm. oh gosh I just had a session with a client earlier today oh she said yeah I'm a little bit I'm I'm tapped on resources right now and she goes and honestly that's been my greatest fear for the last you know 15 years that I would run out of money and I'm like well but <laughs> You know, you're going to manifest it because that's where your focus has been. So, you know, we have to pay attention to what's our worldview. What's the filter through which we're seeing everything? Brian Tracy said, clear vision backed by definite plans gives you a tremendous feeling of confidence and personal power. Ironically, you may not even know when you're believing the variety of messages that you are mining in your inner self. If your choices in life don't fit, you change your beliefs to fit your choices or you adjust your interpretation of the choice or the belief. And each choice is an invitation to create your reality. By being aware of your choices and clarifying what you value, your beliefs surface. They become more evident. They're more apparent. Knowing what you believe gives you a sense of certainty in decision making. It supports you in recognizing opportunities and it helps create your life beyond yourself above the water level by having conscious awareness. Les Brown said, accept responsibility for your life. Know that it is you who will get you where you want to go, no one else. And, you know, one of the things that I just... Uh, you know, in my own experience and in working with my clients since 1998, I've tried and seen all kinds of different approaches to, you know, surface and reveal and then change, ideally, some of these deeply ingrained belief system processes. And one of my favorites is when we talk about personal manifestation formulas, because everybody's got one. Everybody has one, but they don't always think about what it is. So a personal manifestation formula, if you stop and think about when's the last time I I really, really, really wanted something and I wanted to create it, what happened? Well, I asked one of my clients, she's a real estate agent. And she's got like the best story because she would work really hard. She would just slave away 12, 14, 16 hours a day. She was a single mom, two kids, pounding it. She'd, uh, she had, a, she had a, a guy she was dating, but she wasn't happy there. It was like he didn't notice her. She uh, wanted to buy a house. Nothing was happening with that. Like all this stuff. Just She was just working and slaving and pushing to get something. Well, she did it you know, to the point where she would finally, and this was predictable, she would get to a point every time where she was like, that's it. I don't care anymore. I'm mad. I'm walking away. I'm done. And so she would get so you know, pissed off, really. I mean, she would just be so mad. She would walk away. And that 
literally within 24 hours, that was the day her kid got, you know, a gold star and an A plus and the house came through and her boyfriend showed up with a diamond necklace and, you know, all these checks that she'd been waiting for, like everything whooshed in when she let go of the control. So for her, her manifestation formula is to push it, get angry, release, and then the universe can bring her everything she's been working so hard for. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's like, what is your personal manifestation formula? Because it's, you know, first of all, look at that so you can, you know, manifest on command. But then secondly, look at it to see what are your, what's your belief system? And her belief system was, oh, I have to work. I have to slave away. I have to, you know, I have to do everything myself. You know, there's just all these BS you know, wrapped up in her personal manifestation formula. And she's tried to change it. She's kind of gotten a little softer, you know, over it. But still, when she really wants to create something, she'll do it again. And she, she knows she's doing it. So there's a little bit of a difference when you have that awareness, right? So, oh, yeah. But I think we're, we're, you know, coming up close to a break. But, you know, when you really start looking at this kind of stuff, when you start paying attention to your own language and the way that you're showing up and how you're choosing to create, you know, that is what um, that is really what helps reveal your um, your belief systems, and it's going to be pretty interesting. I think you know when we get into this a little bit further, we're going to talk about um, some different facets of this, and um, I think that you know it's. <laughs> This is one of those subjects that I could probably go on. I'll keep y'all here for a week because I just, you know, beliefs are everything. It's how we see our world determines everything that happens in it, right? It's, you know, it's how we see the world and how we interpret it. So there it is. <laughs> I got out of roll. <laughs> so, well, it, yeah. with, with that kind of uh, discussion, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Like so many others, do you put on a game face to the world? The stress of home life, work life, and personal life converge on us on practically a daily basis. Yet, so rarely do we let others see our real selves, and we carry on like we don't have a single problem. We need to connect and to find out we're not alone. Tune into Stories from the Heart of Leadership with host Shamin Sadiq to find out not only what's been created, but the story behind it. 
Listen live every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Be Mighty, Balancing Your Money and Your Time with Katie Marley. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's one 888 346-9141 You may also send us an email to b-myte at b-myte dot com Now, back to this week's show Welcome back to Mighty Gems and we're discussing uh, different ways to communicate and our internal belief systems and external belief systems as we relate to people. John Quincy Adams said, Patience and perseverance have a magical effect before which difficulties disappear and obstacles vanish. And beliefs and values um, are kind of the area below the water. They're internalized. And um, a lot of the different conversations that people have really are very interesting because they're coming from a lot of history within themselves. The attitudes and behavioral is more external. So a lot of the attitudes that you have are manifested through your behavior in the upper level above the water beyond yourself. You respond to the people and situations around you based on your deeply ingrained assumptions, beliefs, and values. It's kind of interesting how fast you respond or achieve something or focused on um, how you're, you um, determine what your attitude response is, and attitude really drives your behavior. William Yeoman said, almost always you have a choice as to what attitude to adopt. There is nothing in any normal work situation that dictates you must react one way or the other. If you feel angry about something that happens, for instance, that's how you choose to feel. Nothing in the event itself makes it absolutely necessary for you to feel that way. It's your choice. And since you do have a choice, most of the time you'll be better off if you choose to react in a positive rather than a negative way. So when you consider the external cho- conscious levels above your and beyond yourself, it is how you react to what happens to you that counts. When you adopt a positive attitude, it will help create the outcomes you are seeking with a more happy, rewarding adventure outcome. When you exchange communications, your attitude is what people pick up on immediately, and this can be very infectious. Because you even say, before you even say a word, your attitude can infect people around you with the same behavior, good or bad. When you're expressing yourself with a useful attitude, with some enthusiasm, some curiosity, humility, you are actually sending out unmistakable signals of openness. 
when you're excited about something, you're expressing passion and will infect people around you with your with that attitude. It's kind of like a having a passion, you know, it's kind of being a flower and sunlight. And a lot of people are very much attracted to that because they want some. When you're excited, you're expressing passion and people will respond differently. Sometimes um, if you're more enthusiastic about something, um, they will want to match your attitude. Sometimes people are hesitant based upon their own internal system, whereby they might respond by bringing up a list of why nots or problems they see. So it's really a communication um, connection. Attitude is a direct connect motivation. It is how people think and feel about themselves, their future, and how they react to their past. Kind of a powerful comment here from Brian Tracy, develop an attitude of gratitude and give thanks for everything that happens to you, knowing that every step forward is a step toward achieving something bigger and better than your current situation. Melody uh, Beattie said, gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos into order, confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. From as far back as I can remember, I've had an open, curious, passionate, and positive attitude towards out-of-the-box creative thinking about possible solutions that I saw to whatever I was focused on. This past or this basic attitude has been both an asset and a challenge throughout my life. Obviously, my basic belief system came from how I was trained by my family. The challenges came a lot from others who were reacting to my positive approach by describing me as a Pollyanna or in a negative description as being foolish as someone who was excessively optimistic. At some point, I was, as I was growing up, I internalized this and started believing in the negative description because I was hearing it as feedback to my basic belief attitude and behavior. To be able to really operate throughout my growing up years, I buried my enthusiasm and passionate attitude because the enthusiastic, positive, passionate attitude is at my very core belief system. I could not totally ignore it forever. The twist came when I discovered that I could prove my approach by creating an outcome that is visible so others would not feel skeptical and negative. Because I felt like I had to prove some of these things with tangible outcomes in reality, I ended up pushing forward sometimes. And this sometimes would have been better to focus on the flow rather than on, on an end reality. So it's really taking your attitude and looking at each situation. But after these experiences, I have learned to actually flow more with the timing rather than pushing something because I have to prove it, because I see it before it is showing up in reality. Now I'm believing more in my system approach to be strong in myself and clearing up, you know, and clear in my suggestions that I expect as outcomes. The true strength here is taking action on your belief. If somehow the outcome is not as initially expected, approach it from a learning opportunity and inspiration to do it differently next time. Isn't there a quote, I'm sorry, but isn't there a quote that says something about that where it's like um, the the people who are dancing to their own music are thought insane by others? <laughs> those, those who dance 
uh, yes. what is it, to a different drummer are thought insane yes. by those who do not hear the drums. Yeah. And something along those like, lines, yeah. Something along those lines. And then when they hear the drums, they're like, oh, my God, that's an amazing beat. And now suddenly you have a whole tribe. You know, yeah. it's like they think you're crazy until it makes sense. And then they're like, oh, my God, you know, why isn't everybody else doing this? <laughs> and it's the shift of looking at things and when are, when is something normal? Yeah. That's, it's when everybody has gotten crazy. And allowing yourself to hear the drums rather than listening to other people's reality that say there are no drums. Right. Right. Well, E.E. Yeah. E. Cummings also had a positive thing. We do not believe in ourselves until someone reveals that, that deep inside of us there is something of value, worth listening to, worthy of our trust, sacred to our touch. Once we believe in ourselves, we can risk curiosity, wonder, spontaneous delight, or any experience that re- revels the human spirit. I think, you know, we should be teaching this in uh, any communication that we're doing with young people because that's a, a very strengthening um, area. Isn't that amazing, though, if you think about it, that we have to risk being curious, we risk having wonder, we risk spontaneous delight, we risk experience that reveals the human spirit. Like, you know, that's powerful. That is really profound. We have to that's risk because we're, being ourselves, right? We're, we're squelched out of it. We ha- we're born with that, but then we get it gets squelched as we grow up. Yep, it's social conditioning, for sure. For sure. It's easy to say, I don't like whatever it is. But it's hard to know what to do next, to know what you do like. Keep your eyes open and ask yourself, why? What if? Open yourself up to the possibilities. Sun Tzu said, opportunities multiply as they are seized. So, let's say you're facing a situation you're not sure what to do. Ask yourself questions about what this problem is offering you as you're looking for solutions. Look around you because others could also be, could be experiencing the same challenges. And good example with this is when Scott Cook kept getting frustrated with software that was available to generate a basic balance sheet for a financial report. He sought ways to fix the problem, and the end result was the creation of Intuit and QuickBooks, uh, which is used by hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of small business owners looking for effective, efficient business and finance management solutions. Do what you love to do. Ask yourself questions about your true passions. Back when I was stuck in that job, if somebody had said, what do you want to do? What do you love to do? My answer, because I was so stuck in the beliefs, would have been, I don't know. So sometimes you have to back up a minute and remember what it is like to be happy, to feel happy, to feel like you're in control and have the power to figure out what's going on and what you do want. What makes you feel confident? What is your passion for life? How can you bring it to life and make it shine through all your actions? Define your vision. That's kind of a scary word sometimes. Um, You know, on on one hand, there's the whole corporate, you know, what is your corporate vision? What's the company vision for this? But then on the other hand, you have people that we consider insane who have visions that other people don't see. So that can be kind of a scary word. But what is your vision? What do you want out of life? How do you want to get there? Is it 
redefining or confirming your values. It, when you go through processes like this, there's actually no failure. Uh, I like what Henry Ford said, failure is the opportunity to begin again more intelligently. Or Thomas Edison, I didn't fail, I just figured out all these ways not to make a light bulb. And failure really is only when you say, I can't do this ever again, and just kind of crawl in a hole and pull a rock over your head and hide. Well, yeah, failure is kind of like unexpected outcomes. You know, what's, what is failure? It's like, oh, well, you know, I could have prepared better or, you know, there's something that I needed to do differently or whatever. But it's, uh, you know, people interpret that as like a bad thing, but it can be like the greatest thing ever because it could be your launch pad to something new. Wasn't super glue a failure in what the chemist was trying to get? And post-its. Post-its were the bigger one. And how many of us use a post-it per day? Yeah. Or now there's a post-it on a computer screen. So it's a digital post-it. Yeah, a digital post-it. Yeah, and then the whole thing with vision, you know what's important about that is that if you are lacking vision, then um, you don't know if you're actually making progress toward it, right? So you might be aiming for it, but you don't know how to course correct. I was talking to one of my clients as a pilot, and he was telling me that they have to course correct like, you know, every 10 minutes or something, you know, there's like, they know where they're going, but winds push them off or whatever. So there's constant course correction to fly anywhere. And if you, if you're just one degree off over an hour, you're going to be 60 miles off. So, you know, that one little tiny degree, you can, you know, if you're off course, as long as you hold that vision, it's kind of like your North star. You know, Mm -hmm. you always know where you're going if you're following your vision. So it's really important. Most people pay more attention to, you know, what's for lunch than they do to their life vision. It's amazing. You know, what is, do you hear people talking? See, that's a, that's a good example of communicating through the whole with the big W. So, you know, are we communicating through our vision? Are we taking action toward that? Are we living our lives with that being our compass or are we just kind of schlumping through the day? (laughs) <laughs> how fast how fast is the fast food yeah you know, right right i mean it's going up to a fast food drive through and saying how fast do they throw it out the window because really that's it's very interesting how people exchange the money quickly and then they throw the food <laughs> at Which you even and you're that trying money to money isn't even money <laughs> it's money, money it's your credit card yeah you're, you're charging away and you you give them the charge card and then they hand it back out to you at the same time they're handing a cup and you're trying to juggle the cup and the credit card and <laughs> and if you have people in the car like little kids who are wanting their food impatiently you don't have enough hands and the, you know you feel the pressure of the people behind you going hurry up hurry up i want to get my food <laughs> it's like i just had a vision of like animals at the zoo when the, the zookeeper comes out and feeds them and everybody's like you know <laughs> it's kind of like that just different just a little different and then you yeah. can pay it forward so you could pay someone else's bill behind you. That would be really interesting. Yeah. And now how many people think of that? That's communicating through the W instead of through the H, right? Like how mm-hmm. many people think about that? So, there's yeah. Few, you know, Monday morning. Yeah, there's a few. There's more of them. There's more of them. They're coming. I think, you know, that's going to take over. World domination. There is a, a movement <laughs> happening. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the big world. The big world. The big world. You know what? Another thought that I had as we were going through that and I was listening is it's all about you got to fail forward faster, quote unquote. Now, remember, I don't believe in failure, but if you're going to do it, do it big and do it fast. 
get what you need from it, move on. You know, it's um, when, when you hang on, that's when it gets really painful. Oh, man. For me, it was like things like that. It used to be that uh, letting go left claw marks. Like I just wouldn't want to let anything go. And now I'm like, yeah, not for me. But next, you know, it's really, it's so freeing. So freeing. What's your attitude? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that poster of the kitten holding on to the end of a rope and it says <laughs> when you get to the end of the rope, tie a knot and hold on. Sometimes it's better to let go. Mm-hmm. I used to have that poster for years, years and years. My dad gave it to me. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you just got to just let it go. Like whatever is not meant for you is going to eventually um, fall away. You know, and it can be, you know, we can do it the easy way or we can do it the hard way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. <laughs> kicking yeah. and screaming and clawing to hold on to it right right so yeah i mean i think that when people remember that the whole point of life is to flow which is you know as k as Don, as d was saying earlier it's like it's all about being in the flow and when you're in the flow that means you're working with life force energy and it's what abraham hicks k you said about abraham hicks it's you know the difference between going upstream and fighting the you know trying to go up or just getting in and going downstream floating downstream and making it easy it's you know that's one of the teachings that came from abraham hicks and they said too it doesn't matter where you put your boat in the stream just get in it and yeah, then let you yourself go downstream you have you a know, motor boat going in the wrong direction though. one of the right one of the things that i like from abraham is you can't make a wrong decision because That's it's eventually going to come back around to where you need to be anyway <laughs> yeah you want did you um did you happen to see their quote for today? Uh, not yet, no. All right. Well, I would love to share it with you. Go for it. Um, here it is. You can be fully satisfied with where you are, understanding that you're eternally evolving. When you get into that place of feeling appreciation of where you are and of who you are and appreciation of what you are and you accept that you are a never-ending, always-unfolding being, then you can stand in that delicate balance of being optimistic about what is to come without being unhappy about where you stand. Find a way of eagerly anticipating future changes while at the same time you are in love and satisfied with who, what, where, and how you be. Wow. Ba-bam. Ba-bam. And yeah. that, that comment, you know, we're going to ba-bam onto a commercial and we will be right back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you living your dream yet? If not, then why not? Everyone has a greatness inside of them to achieve what they deserve in their lives. But how do you find the motivation to get started? Tune in to Your Authentic Life with host Susan Cranston. Susan's advice, along with expert guests, will help you improve your relationships, start or change your career, and achieve the seemingly unattainable goal. Listen live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. 
Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Listening to Be Mighty, Balancing Your Money and Your Time with Katie Marley. To reach the program today, please call 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send us an email to B MYTE at B MYTE.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems, and we had some lively conversations in our last segment. And Lynn, you brought up a a quote from Abraham. Um, It was interesting, as you were saying that, I've had one in front of my eyes here for a bit, but it's within the seed of your desire is everything necessary for it to blossom to fulfillment, and law of attraction is the engine that does the work. Your work is just to give it a fertile growing place in order to expand. And that's, you know, a, uh, I think it's very simple, but it's so complex. I think the other part of our job is just get out of the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> our, get out of the way of our own self, too, yeah. because a lot of times when we really focus so closely on ourselves, you know, it's really time to expand, and that's part of our exposure here. Or not just exposure, but um, information, and it's you know it's it's very powerful. Um, another bullet that came up today, um, which is actually a Rumi, um, the 13th century poet. Yesterday I was clever. I love Rumi. Oh yeah, I know. I know. Yesterday yeah. I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I am changing myself. Oh. And I thought. You know, wow, this is a great discussion on Friday the 13th with, <laughs> with our, our focus that we've had with um, our last series of discussions. You know, it's very much we've been exploring ourselves and we know that we also want to help change the world in a positive way. So maybe that means that we're wise. I think so. I think well, so. Back in the, the 1960s with the second wave of the feminist movement the saying that the personal was political and the political is personal. You can only start by changing yourself first. It's true. It's true. And as you change, you know, it, it's kind of like dropping a, a stone in the river or water. It has a, an effect on the expansion. A big old ripple. A ripple. Yeah, and when I move it's a tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> you know, that would be an interesting thing to go up to people and say, what kind of ripples are, do you have? Are you a tsunami or a tiny little pebble? It's the exchange. <laughs> Just being curious. You know, yeah. I, I want to, cur- I'm curious, you know, I'm doing research. You know, <laughs> what kind of research are you doing? Well, you know, did you, um, by chance, have you, I bet you haven't seen this. It's um, Humans of New York. Have you seen this guy at all in social media or anything? Probably not. Well, this guy, he was a photographer and he committed to going out and taking pictures in New York of people. 
And eventually he realized that everybody's got a story. So he started talking to him and he would ask them questions and, you know, he would ask little kids, you know, what's the meaning of life? And they would give him some, this crazy profound answer. And it has become this whole like thing. If you Google humans of New York, he's got this, you know, amazing site and presence. And, you know, there's just, um, images are showing up throughout social media and, and it all started because he just stopped to, to look at things from a different place, from a different angle. Paying so, attention. Paying attention. He's finding the mighty gems in the humans of New York, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, yeah. that's kind of where we've gone, been going with this this whole time is finding a different lens through which to see. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of staying with the same lens you were brought up with, change the glasses and see how different things are. Get some contacts. Get different perception. That's what happened to me. I threw out the glasses and got contacts. Now I'm back to glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that reminds me of something. It's like if someone, uh, a lot of times, uh, the way that people measure success is through money. So instead of thinking of abundance as being all around us with everything that's happening, you know, we tend to think of it as only as money. Well, the other thing about that is everybody says, oh, you know, I want to earn six figures or whatever it is. But you can't earn six figures with a $20,000 $20, a year mindset. You know, the, mm-hmm. the BS is in the way. If your BS is that you have to, you know, 20000 is a lot of money, you're never going to make six figures, right? So. Mm-hmm. It's, you gotta, the, the BS just, it's everything. And it's all the stuff that's under the surface that we don't know about and that we can't see. And that's what makes it really interesting. The only way we can see it is if we're in um, relationship with someone else or a situation that reflects it to us. So if we answer something in a certain way, it's like, whoa, where'd that come from? Or did I realize that I just said that? Or, you know, that's the only way we can see what our, our beliefs are, really. We have to be in connection with others. That's you our know, outside no, yeah. Well, it's the external validation. I mean, sometimes I'll call it, I need a reality check. You know, say something to one of my friends, hey, I need a reality check. This is what's going on. Am I thinking of this correctly? And sometimes the answer is yes, and sometimes the answer is like, huh? Not even remotely. <laughs> Well, and sometimes people use those outside checks, um, and it's what you said with external validation. They really actually need that. They're looking for an external shot of self-esteem. And so, you know, that's that's a person who's not grounded in what they know to be true for themselves and or who has an emotional need or um, something that's not met. They've got some baggage, some, you know, yeah. emotional baggage. Well, and so. that I, that kind of external validation is... The question of, am I okay? Mm-hmm. Which is yep. quite a bit different from the question of, did I read that situation correctly? Right. Yes. Two radically different things. Absolutely. But it um, will also be either someone would say, oh, I just was looking for a little validation. And yet they can be completely different. Totally mm-hmm. different. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So have you guys ever heard of um, something called psychic debt? Yes. Yep. Fascinating, isn't it? Because that will just, that it's like a big old hook that just like yanks you back from moving forward. And it's, it's about BS again. It's like, what's in that Pandora's trunk that you're lugging behind you? You know, it just, you, you got to know trunk. what's there. So some of our listeners may not have ever heard of that. So Lynn, could you define that please? So psychic debt it are the things that you have accumulated over time that no longer serve and support you. It's the things that you 
um, pay attention to that don't actually add to your life. Um, so, well, uh, in terms of beliefs, you know, here's a common one that people know about, I think, probably, is uh, the, a woman who is preparing, you know, the, the holiday um, ham, turkey, whatever it was, and she would lop off both ends and stick it mm-hmm. in the stove, and then the daughter said, hey, why are you doing that? And she said, well, Grandma always did it that way, and they went back to Grandma and said, well, why'd you always do that? And she said, well, our stove wasn't big enough. You know, it's like, so if we don't question, <laughs> if we don't question why we're doing what we're doing, you know, we're, we're kind of going off rote, and psychic death is kind of the same thing. If we've got um, negativity, um, harsh self-talk, saboteurs, gremlins, projections, assumptions, limitations, any of these things um, become psychic debt and we're paying a toll. It's almost like if you think of yourself as having like a psychic dollar in your hand every morning, where are you going to spend that going throughout your day? Wait, it's like, oh, wait a minute. I, I, I need to call that person because I'm, I, I said I would even though I don't want to. Well, that's psychic debt. Um, oh, I, I think, uh, I, you know, I look in the mirror and I don't like what I see. And you know what? Our whole family looks like this. And, you know, 20 cents. And then, you know, so if you keep like replaying those things, it's like pretty soon you've got like 10 cents left. And that's to feed today and tomorrow, right? But if you have what Dee was calling that open, curious, passionate attitude, um, you realize that it, passion is now. It's not like yesterday. And so when you have the psychic death, just figure out what you're tolerating. Figure out what's in that trunk, that steamer trunk you're dragging behind you and get it resolved. Because when you do, then you actually have more energy to live today and for what you're creating for your tomorrow. And well, instead of unloading the trunk, just chuck the whole thing. <laughs> Sometimes it's tethered to a person's leg. They don't know it. <laughs> so get out a uh, chainsaw and cut the tether. <laughs> Much better than like going over the side of the bridge with it. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> exactly. It's like, whoa. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you. You know, the other thing you could do is, you know, we're all alchemists. We are all alchemists. We all have the ability to transmute the world around us. And if you can look at that trunk, and this is how I would do it, (laughs) but I would look at that trunk with love and gratitude and say, you know what, whatever is in there, you got me here, but now you don't, I don't need you anymore. You know, so I'm going to just love you into release and just let it go. And it's like uh, something getting lost or the language too. I would take the trunk to a corner that is very busy and open it and say, anybody want any of this? I mean, essentially, just look at sharing. If somebody's looking for it, somebody's treasure might be in there. You know, oh, it's like so just kind of a, yeah, it's a, a trunk sale. <laughs> the no, humans would, of New York, wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> it would. Yeah, when I went to psychic training school, they would tell us to take those, you know, visualize those things in our mind's eye, and they would say, um, kick it or throw it or. You know, sling it to the edge of the cosmos and then blow it up. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, it sounds so drastic and violent. And, and they were like, no, it's actually because for you it signifies completion and it's kind of like the Big Bang. Now that energy is available, it's now going to be transmuted and cleansed. It can be available to create something else new in life force energy. It, it's part of that cycle of life. And I was like, oh, I can, I can do that now. I get well, it. it. It opens up for more flow. Yeah. So it's really huge. And part of um, Napoleon Hill said, it is literally true that you can succeed best and quickest by helping others to succeed. 
And that's really, um, you know, the essence of our Mighty Gems and Be Mighty and the interviews and discussions we've had has really been focused on sharing information, sharing ideas, sharing experiences that, um, you know, everyone has a different uh, take on the different experiences. Some of them are good, some of them are bad, and some we learn. We use the word learning opportunity. Um, It's very interesting when you start really exploring what, information is and how each of us can learn from each other so that's been a very um inspirational comment you know that you know each of us have different you know ways of looking at the different facets that we've been exploring and well gertha said boldness has magic power and genius in it so um you know let's all get out our bold boldness <laughs> <laughs> our bold glasses. Let's put those suckers on and, you know, what can you do to expand your life? What can you do to be more? What can you do to have more? You know what? That's a great exercise. If everybody listening were to write on a piece of paper in three columns at the top, write have, um, have uh, the second one um, do, and the third column be, or you can switch them around, but you want to have a hundred items in there. If you were living your ideal life under each of those columns, who would you want to be? What would you want to be doing? And what would you want to have? So um, that, you know, get bold, get bold. And then how can you help others to have that as well? Yeah. And that whole um, expansion potential, you know, your enthusiasm, your passion, and it comes in different shades of color. Um, you can have passion just in letting someone walk in front of you or in, in a line. There's really sharing some of the enthusiasm you have for doing whatever you're doing, wherever you're doing it. And the and, people who have <clears throat> true passion and gain a lot of joy from helping other people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they're not doing it as a... Oh, you know, my mama taught me I'm supposed to take care of other people or, you know, growing up in the South, this is the kind of hostess you're supposed to be. But really, truly gaining a lot of joy from helping other people. Not everybody's like that, but there are some people who are. Mm-hmm. And it feeds upon who they're helping, too, in the sense that those people will be uh, feeling that kind of connection and encourage, just like the smile that goes a mile. You know, because each person has a smile, they share it in other ways, and that's really, really very powerful. I resemble these remarks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would. <laughs> your, awesome. your laughter is infectious. You know, that's, you know, that's I love usually... to laugh. I look for reasons to laugh. I just think life is meant for laughing. <laughs> so do you have any real quick jokes for us here at the end? Oh, why did the boy put soda in his dad's bed? Hmm. Why? He wanted a cold pop. <laughs> oh, no, wait. Why did the boy put ice in his dad's bed? That's... <laughs> he wanted that one. Oh, I wrecked it. I just wrecked it. <laughs> oh, dear. I know. Bad. <laughs> very, very bad. Well, in, in most everything, the inspiration and cooperation, not competition. Um, keep your attitude of gratitude and seek the mighty gems in yourself and others in your world and in your environment. We are uh, participating in a mining exploration of discovering mighty gems, sparkling focus beyond you. Thank you for being here with us today. Join us next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 
Empowerment Channel. Have a great weekend. Thank you for joining Kmar and D. Lee for Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time. Be sure to come back for another great show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here next week. Thank you.